Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. What's up, everybody? Isaac here, Civil Engineering Academy. Excited to be with you again today on another awesome podcast episode. You're going to really enjoy this one. I bring on Grady Hillhouse with Practical Engineering. Grady is a civil engineer and self-proclaimed YouTube nerd from Texas. Go check him out on Instagram. I bring Grady on. He has a very, very popular YouTube channel called Practical Engineering, where he explains engineering concepts basically to the masses and helps you know the general public understand what civil engineers do through storytelling and through explaining engineering concepts that might be difficult for some to understand. He also does get into the engineering side of things with calculations and such, but it definitely is a fine balance, and we do talk about that in this episode. But I'm sure you have checked out his YouTube channel or run across his videos. If you are in the world of civil engineering or even in the masses, just checking out videos because he's got a popular channel there. So I bring on Grady Hillhouse. It's a really fun episode. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. Go watch his stuff. Go leave him some comments and uh, let him know uh, where you found him. Anyway, I hope you're doing well, and it's all coming right up after this. Hey guys, if you didn't know about this already, you need to go join our community, the Civil Engineering Academy community. If you go to ceacommunity.com, you can go sign up. This is a free community on Facebook. You can ask questions related to your FE, to your PE, or career advice, whatever you got. That is the community for you that we've built. It is free for everybody, ceacommunity.com. Go check it out. Promise you won't be disappointed and you'll enjoy it, especially if you need help on your exams or career. So check it out, ceacommunity.com. Hey guys, before we continue, I want to tell you about another fun resource that we have and we have partnered up with School of PE. If you go to civilengineeringacademy.com slash SOPE, you can go check out all the resources that they have there. Obviously, your head should be in practice problems. And so what I've really liked is that these guys will help you find additional problems for your FE or your PE. They do have courses as well, but one of the things I've really enjoyed is they've developed a PE civil breadth review manual as well as depth review manuals. You go check those out and they can help you get additional resources for PE. They also have FE stuff there too. So go check them out. We have teamed up with them. Go to civilengineeringacademy.com slash SOPE. Go check out what they have and uh, start practicing because that's where your head should be. All right, thanks. All right, I got Grady on today with the Civil Engineering Academy podcast. Grady, how's it going? Growing great. Well, thanks for jumping on the show. I know you're a busy guy running all your YouTube stuff and making some awesome content there. I thought it'd be fun to connect with you and not only learn about what you do and maybe some more of your background and maybe why you do it, but why don't we just start with that? Why don't you tell us how you got into engineering, how that became an interest to you as we kick this thing off? Sure. I really didn't have any interest in engineering. When I was in high school, I didn't really have a lot of exposure to the field and I didn't know any engineers. And so 
I went to college and got a degree in geography, <laughs> but it was focused in water resources. And during my time there working on my undergraduate degree, I took a few classes within water resources that kind of gave me a little hints of what was involved in civil engineering. And then I got an internship with the state agency. And there I got to meet some civil engineers who worked there. And that's when I really realized like, okay, I should have chosen this as a major, <laughs> but I'm sure that this is what I want to do. And so I ended up going to graduate school for civil engineering. And it took me a little longer because, you know, I had to take a bunch of undergraduate engineering coursework, but eventually I got there and got my civil engineering degree. So I kind of had a sinuous path to civil engineering. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool that you found your way into it that way. You know, you probably bring a, a unique perspective to stuff as well. So I take it that your favorite subject is probably water resources. Is that yeah? Accurate? That's what that's what I specialized in in college, and that's what most of my work, my professional experience is in as well as water. What advice do you think you would have for someone that is playing around or looking into civil engineering, maybe just starting out in the world of civil engineering? Do you have any pointers for them? Take geotechnical classes. Everything sits on the ground. Every engineer is going to have to deal with soils eventually. So just take the classes. <laughs> it's worth it. You got to get through that soil, huh? Yeah. I mean, the other thing is just to join some clubs, right? One of the biggest values of engineering degree is not the knowledge that you take away, but the people that you get to know while you're there. And, you know, throughout your career, those people will find their own paths within the same industry as you. And then those will be really valuable connections in the future. And so that was uh, something that was really important to me in college is kind of being a part of a community. And those relationships have served me really well since then. That's great. Now, as part of preparing or becoming a professional engineer, you have to go through those fun exams, the FE, PE, <laughs> yes. uh, all that fun stuff. Yeah. So would you have any advice for people that are going through that or even struggling with getting That's, over those? <laughs> I mean, it's a hard test. It's hard for everyone. I don't think there's anyone who just breezes through it. I don't really remember how I studied for the fundamentals exam, but for the PE exam, it's still drilled in my memory. In Texas, at least at the time I took it, you had to wait four years. And, and I actually found that to be kind of a nice time to revisit all those things within civil engineering that I had forgotten since I'd started working. But I started, I think, about three or four months before the exam, set aside about four hours a week on Sunday mornings. And I would just wake up, take a practice exam. Or if I had already taken the exam, I would just go through the questions and learn how to solve each one and then take another practice exam and do it again. When you boil it down, it's not that complicated, but you know, it's a hard test right. and it just takes a lot of discipline and, and time and effort to drill that material. Gotcha. People that can get more practice problems under your well ahead of the game. So definitely yeah. do that. So good tips there. Let's jump into your awesome channel. So why don't you take me through what you were doing or maybe how you got involved in all of this because your YouTube channel, Practical Engineering, is, is a really fun channel. It's a really popular channel. But how, as a civil engineer, what were you doing before and how did this come to be? Yeah, thank you. That's really kind. It's been a slow evolution. It kind of started out with woodworking, right? I got mm. some tools and wanted to learn how to use them. And what do you do? You know, you go on YouTube and, and you search how to use, you know, a table saw or a bandsaw or whatever. And that was my first exposure to YouTube as a community or as a social media platform rather than just a search engine for videos. Because I was seeing these woodworkers who had built an audience and were putting out regular content. 
And I just got so intrigued with that. And so I, you know, I wanted to be a part of that community. And so the very first videos I made were just about some projects I did making woodworking and trying to be a part of that woodworking community. At the same time, I was given presentations about my job to, you know, elementary schools because that's the field my wife is in. And so I was kind of building little demonstrations to show the, the kids what civil engineers do. And I was like, well, you know, I could make a video about that too. And slowly the two things just kind of started meshing. And I, I realized like, oh, I kind of have a unique perspective on this part of everyday life that a lot of people are exposed to infrastructure. And I can kind of pull the curtain away and show people what it's like to be a civil engineer and what, you know, some of the infrastructure that they interact with does or how it works. And so that's kind of how it evolved over time. Wow. So as it evolved, though, you you just didn't jump all in. You were still working and doing this kind of as a side thing for fun. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't something you just jumped all in, right? No, no. This was just a hobby of mine. It was a way to unwind. It was a way to, you know, to try something new and learn some new skills. I don't have any training or education in video production. And so right. I was learning these new skills about, you know, how to record voiceover and how to, you know, shoot B-roll and all these different things. It was just something fun to do on the weekends and after work. I really never had any intention of it becoming as big as it did. And it didn't have intentions for the longest time of, of ever doing it as a full-time gig. That's awesome. So uh, fast forward to today, you are doing it as a full-time gig. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool. How did you manage your work life and the YouTube stuff? Were you just doing it on the weekends or did it come to a point where you were spending a lot of time on this thing and you had to make that decision to go all in? I didn't have any kids at the time. That was a oh, big thing. <laughs> that makes it easy. So, yeah. So I had a lot of free time comparatively. So yeah, I was spending, you know, a relatively long amount of time on on the videos, but also it was a hobby, right? I didn't have a production schedule. I just right. worked on a video until it was done and then I published it. And then slowly, you know, as I did start to kind of the uploads more regular, I did start to have to kind of learn a bunch of tricks to make the production process more efficient and take better advantage of the time that I had available. And I could talk for hours and hours about video production, but I won't bore you with those details. Hey, that works. But yeah, I mean, it, it was always a balance of the free time after work and That's the weekends. Cool. I feel like there's a lot of engineers that want to do stuff on the side. I even created a course to help engineers maybe learn mm -hmm. how to do that through courses uh, called engineertoentrepreneur.net. Do you have any advice that engineers that might have this creative drive to do something similar or maybe even to start out as a hobby? Do you feel like there's a, a creative bug that engineers have sometimes or are they just are we just all uh, working for someone and cranking out the calculations? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it definitely for me was I really did have this bug of there's some itches that aren't getting scratched at work. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what drove my hobby. But also, you know, YouTube was a cool platform because you get so much feedback, right? Those comments oh. come in and some are good, some are bad. And you have to learn how to filter which ones are constructive and which ones aren't. You know, it kind of gave you some, it gave me some accountability with my projects and it gave me good feedback too, like ways to improve what I was doing. It was motivating. I think that's one thing, you know, if I were just publishing videos to a platform where I didn't have that feedback, I don't think I would have made it as far as I did because that motivation factor wouldn't have been there. So that might be right. a, a good tip for anyone who's, you know, trying to create a side hustle or even just to, you know, to improve in a hobby that they have is to find a way to create that feedback loop at, because it can be really motivating. That makes sense. What's been your favorite episode to create? 
That's a tough question. <laughs> this year, I started making videos about telling stories about civil engineering, right? Like, you know, a lot of them are failures that happen. When I was a consultant working for a private company, that's stuff that probably would have been a conflict of interest uh, for me. But now that I'm kind of working on this full time, it kind of freed me up to be able to just to dive into topics that I hadn't been able to before. And a lot of those topics have just been really fun, like telling the story about the Texas power grid failure that happened recently. Or oh, yeah. uh, I worked in dams for pretty much my whole career. And so a lot of the recent dam failures I've made videos about, and those have been just really fun stories to tell. That's fantastic. So I'm a practicing transmission engineer. So that one kind of perked my ears up. And I've gone to conferences that have been specifically about that, you know, the Texas issues. So yeah, yeah, those have been fun ones for me to watch. So I imagine, you know, you put so much work into all of these, it's hard to really pick and choose which <laughs> yeah, one might be your favorite. You know, I don't know which one's like the most popular for your <laughs> audience either, but maybe that one's favorite too. Yeah, I think the most popular one on the channel is about how sinkholes are formed. You know, it's about internal erosion. And that was a really cool video to make because most of the videos I do, I try to build some kind of physical demonstration in my garage. And that idea was came straight from my wife. She said, you should make a video about how sinkholes form because I don't understand that at all. And I just got this instant idea of like how I could build a demo to show how that works and, you know, build the whole thing plug the pump in and it was so obvious right away. You know, it was so crystal clear. And that was a really nice eureka moment. Not every demonstration goes that way, but that one was really fun. That's awesome. So that's funny that you bring up your wife that helped give you that idea. Does she help with other things on this? She mainly gives feedback <laughs> on the videos. She helps a lot with topics. A lot of times I'll run ideas by her and kind of, since she's not an engineer, she has kind of a layman's perspective on these topics. And that's really what I want. That's the direction I want the channel to go. And so she gives she feedback. she ever said, that's not good. Oh, all the time. <laughs> I mean, without her, I would be diving into topics that people just don't care about at all. <laughs> that's interesting. I'm a true, a true engineer. I just get interested in the most easy esoteric things. And so she helps kind of keep me on the surface a little better. That brings up a good question. Like, where's the balance? Because you can go into the, you know, the woods on engineering, oh, yeah. you know, uh, really quickly. And then you probably, you know, have a weird balance where you're trying to dive into that a little bit without being too overwhelming for a larger audience. So is that a balance? Is that an issue oh, yeah. you have to figure out? That's like, I mean, it's the million dollar question, right? Uh, um, it's drawing that line because, you know, YouTube doesn't have, it's anyone, you know, anyone could click that video and watch it. And you, you want anyone who does to come away with something, right? And so mm -hmm. a lot of my videos are structured in a way that people who are interested in the technical details find some nuggets in there. But those who aren't don't get so bogged down in it that they just can't finish the video. I mean, writing is the most challenging part of the the entire production process, um, striking that balance between making it engaging and interesting into a topic that most people have never been exposed to versus making it relevant and interesting to them and contextual to their lives, right? So the answer is yes. Okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big challenge for... Yeah, kids. tough balance there. Well, uh, do you have any other tips or advice for engineers that want to kind of flex their creative muscle? Anything around that? Find a, just find a hobby that 
that you love. Yeah, just do it. I mean, that's really what got me here is just do it, right? I mean, you could go back in the channel. I've never deleted a video from the channel, so you can go back and look at how bad I used to be at this. <laughs> I mean, it was bad. Luckily, YouTube is a fairly forgiving platform. Like, no one expects you to be a TV broadcast level production. Oh, no. And so, you know, that gave me the freedom to try new things and to try ideas out and, and to, you know, to learn lessons from each video that I made and apply those in the future and just get better and better at it. And still, like, I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to win any awards for production quality on my videos, but, you know, people are really interested in it because it's authentic content and it's something that they've never seen before. And I feel just super lucky to have chosen a career field where I got to learn all those things and get exposed to all different aspects of infrastructure. And now I can find a way to share my excitement, my passion for that topic with the whole world. There's lots of ways to do that. Right. You know, if you got something that you're itching to create or do, just do it. Start it on the side <laughs> and go out there for and do it. it. Yeah. That's good advice. Is there any books, resources, anything out there that you would recommend to the CEA audience, the Civil Engineering Academy audience that either on the creative side that you've had fun diving into or even on the technical side, something that you would recommend to our audience? Yeah, I have tons of books that I reference all the time. I'm a very visual person, you know, that's why I got so interested in video production. And so things like the Edward Tufts books about visual communication and, you know, ways to display quantitative data. He has some awesome books on that. David McCauley, I don't know. He wrote that kid's book, How Things Work with all the cavemen and mammoths. But mm -hmm. he has tons of, I mean, most of them are, are geared toward kids, but his illustrations are just so rich and they provide such a, a nice perspective. There's one called Underground, which is all about subsurface utilities, deep foundation systems. But, you know, That's the perspectives awesome. of the illustrations are like from underneath a building showing all the piles coming. They're just like, I really love books that just, you know, kind of expand your mind and show you something from a whole different perspective that you've never considered. And he does such a good job of that. I also have my American Civil Engineers handbooks. These are, Whoa. I think, from the 30s. Whoa. But uh, it's just so cool. To, Going to, old. Yeah, to look back at, you know, what the people who are in our career field 100 years ago, what they used as reference material and how they kind of thought about the career and the work that they were doing. And a lot hasn't changed, to be honest. And, and some stuff still standing. <laughs> a lot of it still is. And, you know, the, the illustrations in these books are really good. You know, it's just helpful to give you a little perspective on the career. That's awesome. Well, this has been really fun for me. I hope it was fun for everyone to listen to. It's fun to see a civil engineer be very successful on this creative side of things. And uh, I think our audience will really enjoy hearing about it. So Grady, where can people connect with you? YouTube is the main place, but I have a website, practical.engineering. That, uh, check it out. Yeah, you can check. That's got all the blog posts, a little bit of info about me and everything else I'm working on too. So Cool. What's plans for the future? Any plans? Yeah, so I'm working hard on the channel. That's the main thing. We've ramped up the production schedule to two videos a month now. And so that's the main thing we, we do. But I'm also working on a book that will be announced to greater fanfare early next year and hopefully be released and published 
later in 2022. So any, I'm excited any about teasers that, yeah. about the book because <laughs> we got to bring you back on to talk about. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm happy to talk a little bit about it. It's basically an, an illustrated guide to infrastructure, so it's kind of modeled after the field guides to you know to birds or or plants or animals or things like that. But it's really focused on the constructed environment and all the different aspects of you know things you can step outside your door and, and see and learn about. That's great. I mean, it feels like most of society doesn't really understand what civil engineers do. If you say you're an engineer, some people just don't get what that is. So you have to be like, well, civil engineers touch everything that you use every day. That's right. Yeah. One of my favorite authors, Randall Monroe, has a quote that says, you can look at practically anything man-made around you and, and know that some engineer was frustrated while they were designing it. And that's very true about civil engineers. <laughs> uh, yes, it is. And uh, man, I still work as a practicing civil engineer, so I can definitely relate <laughs> to yeah. that. So. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, uh, Grady, thanks for jumping on. I really do appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you jumping on. We'll uh, see you in a future episode. We, maybe we can get you back on and talk about your uh, your sweet book. Yeah, for sure. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Thanks. See ya. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to another fun episode of the Civil Engineering Academy podcast. Hey, if you want to be a guest on the show or if you just want more resources, shoot me an email, Isaac at civilengineeringacademy.com and go check out our website, civilengineeringacademy.com. We'll be there when you need us to help you with the FEPE and awesome career advice. So thanks again for listening. Leave us a good review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can leave reviews and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Bye.